0: (laughs) Eat more chips don't let the salad win That's the message uh, In terms of The nature of the food maybe That uh, we consume in
1: Wales Compared to the Italians This is the Eat More Chips podcast Grab your bag of chips Salt, vinegar Perhaps a battered sausage or a dirty pie A bit of sauce cork on the side And let's go Welcome to the Eat More Chips podcast, the official podcast, one of the most recognisable flags in the Welsh football supporters universe. No Daz again this week, as Cymru rugby are so desperate, he's preparing to play on the wing on Saturday. But he might make an appearance a bit later on, you're never quite sure. But in a week when the brightest and hungriest black hole ever detected by astronomers, 17 million times the mass of our sun and 500 trillion times more luminous has been detected, if astronomers really want a massive black hole... They need look no further than to my little brother. One study inside his pants or between his ears would show how massive a hole can be. It's JB! The biggest and blackest of holes. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Hello. Congrats on appearing on the Teachers out How to Wrexham pod this week. What a
0: great pod from Brian and the team. And I thought you were brilliant. Thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah, my YouTube debut. Um, it, was, yeah, it was good. It was good. It was, it was nice. I mean, I was sort of flattered to when, when Rand sent me the message a few weeks ago and asked me to go on it. Um and it's you know, like like I said, on on there it's nice to you know it's nice to talk to, you know, the, the 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 newer fans, you know, they're obviously by by their own admission, they're newer fans and they're learning and you know, hence why he's put that pod together. But you know, he's had some good guests on there, some good, you know, Rex and uh, work some guests somewhere, but uh, yeah, there was a there was a part where, um, well, quite a big part where I felt a bit underprepared because asking me a lot of questions about the flag and, and I, obviously I I I don't have the history of it like you and Daz do, so I was try- desperately trying to recall what you said um, on that first episode. And given that I don't listen to what you said sixty seconds before, <laughs> trying to remember something back from about ten months ago was quite difficult. But um, but no, no, I I yeah, thanks. I mean, it was like I said it was good, it was good fun. It was it was good to do. It was uh, it was good.
1: Good week for the town this week against both Notts County and the draw against MK Dons. We'll talk about both games during the pod, but I just want to focus on Will Boyle, sent off for the second time pretty much in a month. I mean, was he just
0: unlucky or is this a problem with that player? I, uh, do you know why? I mean, it's two bookings that he got sent off for this time round. I mean, the, the you know, the the first one was a little bit questionable, but I can see why it was given. The second one was a booking all day long. He gave the referee no choice. I mean, you 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 could you could point the finger and say, uh, you know, point the finger of blame at him and say, well, you know, you knew you were on a booking. You 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 should manage the game better. But I don't know. He's that type of player, isn't he? He's a very he's a very uh, old school. Like we've said before, he's a very old school. Stick your leg in where where it needs to kind of thing, and I, I don't think he's necessarily. Um, you know, he, he thinks like that. Um, you could, again, you could argue whether Parky could have or should have, uh, you know, recognised it and brought it off, brought him off. But again, hindsight's a wonderful thing. I don't think it's so much a problem. I, f- I feel a bit sorry for, for for Boyle, to be honest with you, because I think obviously a lot of people uh, wrote him off, you know, after he got sent off against Newport, um, given the start to his Rexham career that he's had, not exactly set the world on fire by his own mission as well. Um, you know, I think a lot of people had written him off, and I'd I'd heard a few say, you know, last time, probably last time I've seen him in the Rexham shirt. But to be fair, since he's come back into the team, um, he's been all right. You know, like 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 we've said, he's he's not he's not necessarily the best footballing defender that we've got, but he's he, he's he's a solid um, you know blocker, and 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 he's done all right since he's been back in the team. So I do feel a little bit for him getting another red card, but yeah, I I don't think it's so much a, a player; it's just it's just been a bit unlucky. I think. Well, as
1: I mentioned, Daz isn't with us this week, but in true Anika Rice fashion, Google it if you're under 35 and you don't understand who Anika Rice is, he's just sent us a message in from the field. Hi, Daz.
2: Hi, guys. Sorry I can't be with you again this week. Another work commitment. Uh, But coincidentally, this week, I'm actually in Dublin Uh, and not for the rugby and not for the women's game next week, Uh, which, you know, annoyingly close and yet so far away. I'll be actually leaving uh, on the day of the rugby game. So as everybody else is coming into town, I'm heading off. Um, But that's the way it is. Uh, So sorry I can't be with you. But of course, I'll expect the usual um, uh, conversation to carry on without me. Uh, And I'm assuming a few insults uh, come in my way. But that's okay. I can live with that. So I hope the uh, pod goes well and uh, my uh, predictions will follow shortly.
0: Thanks, Nobbed. Now and forevermore, he will be known as Part-Time Daz. (laughs) That's his new name, Part-Time Daz. That's the next bit of merch that's coming, Part-Time Daz. (laughs)
1: Well, our Andy update this week, Andy Taylor-Edwards, is into his third week of 53 consecutive five-mile walks in aid of the Wrexham Miners Rescue Project, walking a total of 266 miles, one mile for every victim of the disaster. His online vlogs are absolutely brilliant and a fantastic example of research. They perfectly paint the picture of Wrexham in the 1920s. Jamie, any Scooby snacks on the horizon yet?
0: <laughs> no, no, not yet. I. I, I, like 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 I said last week, I'll, I'll definitely get on there with him at some point. Uh, but but yeah, not yet. Probably towards more towards the end. Um, but definitely in normal attire and definitely just walking beside him, uh, not behind him or in front of him on a lead. Um, but no, like like you say, just to, to echo what you've just said. Um, and I've said it before. You know, he he said at the very beginning, he put himself out of his comfort zone by by filming the the vlogs. So, but like you say, it's not just. It's not just like a, a you know a brief little daily update about his walk, you know the the, the level that he's gone to with his research and his um, you know and the information that he's trying to to, to give to support the, the you know the, the the great cause that he's doing this for is is absolutely brilliant. So uh, and I know he's getting a lot of you know he's getting a lot of um, of, of positive comment on on twitter x whatever um as well so uh, yeah good you know well done to him it's it's really he's doing a really good job
1: and if you'd like to donate to this worthy cause visit all gone sonic iconic on twitter or x as it's now known and click on the link and he has already raised nearly 1500 pounds which is fantastic and what he's doing deserves everybody's support so if you can give please do oh, The Magpies visited the Stoke Rast this week in the season's league visit. Phil Parkinson made three changes from the 2-1 win away at Sutton United. Oconco in goal, Cleworth, O'Connell and Boyle as the back three. Barnett comes in for Bolton on the right wing. McLean on the left wing. James Jones moves into midfield to replace the injured George Evans with Cannon and Lee. Mullin starts up front instead of Marriott alongside Fletcher. Notts County came at Wrexham from the start, forcing Oconco into a very early save. Notts crossed the ball from the Wrexham left into the box where the league's leading goalscorer Langstaff was waiting. He managed to head the ball from close range but Oconquill managed to parry the ball out. O'Connell had made a similar diving header to stop Langstaff having another attempt on goal from a Knotts County cross. From the resulting corner, Fletcher had to make a lunge within the six-yard box to stop the ball threatening the Wrexham goal again. Knotts had come to play and Wrexham had to weather the storm, which they managed to do before taking advantage in the 20th minute. Barnett was having much success versus Cameron on the right wing and it was one of these battles that saw a cross into the box. Fletcher battled to get his head onto it. As the ball was falling to the ground, Fletcher reacted first and hit a volley into the roof of the net past the Knott's keeper. Wrexham won, Knott's county nil. Knott's must have felt aggrieved Wrexham had taken the lead and pushed harder for the equaliser. On 24 minutes, McGoldrick hit a shot from outside the box which deflected onto a Wrexham player and forced a Conco into another excellent save. 36 minutes and Jody Jones' shot at the near post was just headed wide by O'Connell, saving another Knott's chance to equalise. 44 minutes and Mullin looked to be brought down in the knot's box and appeal for a penalty, but the referee didn't agree. Second half and Wrexham came out with more of a positive outlook on the game. 53 minutes and Fletcher tried to double the lead with an audacious header from the edge of the box, seeing Ashby Hammond off his line. But he couldn't quite pull it off. A minute later, Barnett, ruling the Wrexham right wing, got in a great cross for Lee to meet in the six-yard box. His glancing header went just wide of the post. Piling on the pressure on 56 minutes, a corner from McLean found a header from Boyle. He headed it into the ground and it bounced up and hit the underside of the bar. 59 minutes and Notch got the ball into the Wrexham box. After initial scramble, Robinson managed to hit the ball at the goal only for a Conquote to gather the ball into safety. 60 minutes and a close-range shot from Mullin on the edge of the box was saved again by Ashley Hammond. A few minutes after that, a Barnet cross eventually found McLean who smashed a long-range shot that hit the crossbar. On 70 minutes, Notts County had thought they'd managed to get the equaliser when McGoldrick managed to get the ball into the Wrexham net. But the referee judged he handled the ball to control it and the goal was ruled out. 78 minutes and Mendy came on for Barnett, Marriott came in for Mullin and Palmer came on for Fletcher. Wrexham pressed for the winner with Mendy coming close to doubling the lead. 88 minutes and Lee Young was brought on for an injured James Jones to shore up the midfield but Wrexham couldn't increase the lead and the game finished with a 1-0 win, with Notts County bringing 1,147 fans, the highest away attendance at the Stoke Racecourse for a league game since Shrewsbury Town in March 1980, 44 years ago. I'm glad we can edit this, Jamie, because you just heard that and that was an absolute dog's dinner. But when everybody else listens to it, it's going to sound perfect. A good win in the end against quite a tough opposition. What did you make of this game?
0: (laughs) Oh, oh have you finally got through it? Yeah. Oh, thank God for that. Yeah. Jesus Christ! The three-hour introduction to go with what's going to be about a four-hour pod by breaking down the two games from this week. Um, Jesus. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, this. I mean, to be fair, this. I actually thoroughly enjoyed this game. Um, you know, I I, uh, I had to watch it back. Uh, I was working. Um, and my my wife had the ticket because you were ill as well, didn't you? So you didn't make it. Um. So, yeah, I was gutted to have missed the game, you know, to be able to miss going to the game, because, you know, it's even though there isn't a massive historical rivalry with Notts, it is a big game, you know, in in, in the context of the last couple of seasons. Um, And yeah, but when I watched it back, I thoroughly enjoyed it, you know, as as a spectacle, as a game of football, you know, from a tactical perspective, um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean it was really fascinating to watch, you know, not, 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 not County. uh, uh, They're, they're very easy on the eye, aren't they? Um, You know, they keep the ball well enough, but they spend more time going backwards and sideways than they do. uh, They do anything else. I was watching it and it reminded me, I mean, this reference may go over a lot of people's heads. It may go over yours, but you ever see that episode of the Simpsons where um, they go, I think they go to Brazil and they watch the world cup. And they're listening to the commentary, and there's some Brazilian team that that's being commentated on, and it's basically just being passed around like in in a square in the middle of the pitch, and then obviously the Americans, it goes over their head because they're like, "Do something, do something, you know, go forward," <laughs> and it just reminded me of that. I need to find the clip. It's uh, it was it's it's, it's funnier than than it sounds, but um, yeah, they just I they, you know like I say they're easy enough on the eye, but they just it's it's very sideways and backwards, sideways and backwards, um. And obviously, you've only got to look at the stats yourself, haven't they? You know, they had they had seventy something percent of the possession, which is crazy. But I actually thought, you know, and and kudos to to Parky, really. I actually thought we played against their system really well. You know, we got we got numbers behind the ball. We let them we let them have it. We let them pass it sideways and backwards, um, you know, and and, and sat off them when we needed to sit off them and let them do that because they weren't really doing. You know, they 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 were struggling to to push forward. Um, and then, you know, we stepped in at key moments when, when we needed to. And more often than not, we, we were successful with it. Um, like you say, though, it, it could have all gone uh, massively tits up within 60 seconds. You know, that, that ball, you know, across from, uh, I think it was Jody Jones, wasn't it? Who, to be fair, considering the form he is in and, you know, he's got 20-something assists, I think, this season. through the course of the game, I actually thought... Um, Wrexham, you know McLean and Wrexham generally dealt with him very well. I thought he, he didn't offer much throughout the whole game. To be fair, but obviously in that first minute he got across, he got a ball across, and the defense were a little bit still in the changing rooms. Um, and you know in 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 the box there like that uh, with uh, you know landing at Langstaff's feet, you'd have put money on him burying that. To be fair, but uh, you know up steps uh, Super Arthur. It was a, you know it was a great save, got down really quickly, um, and. You know, it was it was a good save, um, but uh, yeah, I, I, it was a bit of a warning shot. When when that happened, I'm thinking, crikey! But you know, as as like I say, as the game went on, then you know they like I say they had a lot of the ball, but but weren't doing, um, you know, weren't doing massive amounts with it. Um, and then you, you know we got our goal on on, on twenty minutes. Um, Barney on that right hand side, you know, he he looked he looked a real threat. In that, you know, in particularly in that first half, he was a real threat down that right hand side, as, as he has looked recently. Generally, I think um, obviously there's a lot, a lot of talk between you know, with him and Bolton, but I think he he he's he looks to be the more effective player at the minute.
1: He was running rings around Cameron all all afternoon, and 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 managing to keep you know all that side completely quiet, which was an incredible feat. I,
0: I I've said it before, you know. He, I love watching him play particularly going forward because he he he's such he's such a um you know he's such an attack minded player you know he he's got pace and he does that little drag over with the, with his you know over the top of his foot and and um you know more often than not he he, he beats he beats the man and, and and I think the one massive difference between him and Bolton is, is is more often than not his end result is far more effective that that seems to be the issue with what I've seen from Bolton at the minute is, yes, he's got absolutely lightning pace, but his his final ball is a bit questionable. Whereas with Barney, more often than not, it results in a good cross. I mean, obviously, it took him two attempts. Um, you know, on, on that twentieth minute, it took him two attempts to get it in. But the second time he he, he got the ball in, um, you know, blocked header. Fletch went up for it, blocked header. But <coughs> excuse me, that that goal just showed you know this this quality that we've spoken about with fletch you know the 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 kind of the awareness and then the technique he had to hit that ball on the volley as he was falling and put it in the top of the goal was was a you know brilliant technique um and and i think you know it it was it was a it was a good a good goal and and you know whether we whether we necessarily deserve the lead or not is, is it doesn't really matter you know we took the chance and that's what that's all that mattered we you know we were clinical um and then you know they they reset back back to doing what they were doing and then 23 minutes in um you know Arthur's called on again i think it was McGoldrick wasn't it um had a shot from from outside the box and you know again this this comes down to that that whole thing of um that that i've said before about you know it's brilliant having the the, the eye follow and and obviously being having the the footage that we do for, of these games but the angles are limited, as you know, with regards to what you can see from it from replays. So that save that Arthur made, I, I can't explain how good of a save that was. And I don't think the angles that we got of it—I think there it was only two. I don't think they did that save justice at all. Um, you know, it, it was an absolutely phenomenal save. To be fair, um, and, and you know, second big save of, of the game. Um, <clears throat> and then you know, as the game went on. I think the second half was really interesting because we came out in that second half and, and uh, you know, we, we really went not after knots, which is something that, you know, I'd like to see us doing more at the start of games, but you know, we, we, we went after them, put them under the cosh. Um, The only, the only thing that was missing was, was, was that second goal. Um, The best of the chances that we created was, was, you know, that Lee header, which, which went wide and then, you know, Boyle hit the bar. I think it was on about 55 minutes. I think he, he hit the bar.
1: Yeah, he headed it down, didn't he? He Headed it into the floor. If he'd have just headed it square, it probably would have gone in. But because he headed it down, the impetus then was it to bounce straight back up again and hit the underside of the bar.
0: Well, it's like we said last week, isn't it? You know, he 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 will head the ball. He'll he'll head it anywhere and 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 in any scenario. But he, like, you know, he's got a head like a fifty p, and it just doesn't <laughs> go in the direction that 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 it that it should. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's it's, it's but. It, it, it was unfortunate to, to be fair you know and then as the, as the game went on you not started to slot back into that that rhythm uh, as the half went on but you know we carried on creating chances and I think we you know we created some good chances you know again McLean um, clips the top of the bar with, with a great effort um, it was like a bit of a half volley with really the outside of his foot and clipped the top of the bar on great strike it was a lovely strike yeah it was a great strike 65 minutes I think that was around 65 minutes um, and then it as, as, as the game was was going on, then you've got to about 70 minutes. And it's difficult when you watch the game back because, obviously, it's impossible. You know, I don't tend to be able to watch the game until the Sunday, so it's impossible to to avoid the results. So, obviously, I already know what the result is and I already know what's happened. But as you're watching the game, I try to, to detach from that. I try to switch off and pretend I'm watching it like as if I don't know what's going on. And when you got to about 70 minutes, I'm thinking to myself, if I'm sat in the stadium now, at this point, I'm starting to think, it, we're going to regret not taking one of these chances if we're not careful, because that's how it felt. That's how it felt. The game was going. We we were creating the better chances, even though we were we we were weren't seeing a lot as much of the ball as as knots were. It just felt like we were creating the better chances, and it just felt like it was it, it was going to come and bite us in, in in the you know in the backside. And to be fair, yeah, obviously not long after that it was was the big contentious moment of the game, which was the the disallowed goal for for knots. For I've got to ask you. Handball? Yes. No. Yeah. For me, I, I, you know, anyone listening to this, and ultimately most people listening to this are going to be Wrexham fans, aren't they? So, you know, about anybody impartial is going to be listening to it, and you're always going to say it's difficult for me or you to be impartial. But genuinely, and the reason I'll explain to you why, why in my opinion it's handball is because, um, if you watch it, if you watch. If you if you watch it in in slow motion, and I know slow motion is is it always makes things look sort of worse or better depending on how you're looking at it. Yes, his 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 arm is against his body. You know, it's not like as if his arm's out from his body and he's and he's you know he's, he's patted it in front of him or something like that. But if you watch if you watch it, he twists his body in line with the ball. To uh, it basically twists his body to, and then uses the top of his arm to nudge the ball into into um into the line into the into the line he needs it to be able to then hit it to score, and ultimately you know that part of his body that that hits the ball as he twists to line it up it, is his arm. It's the top of his arm. So for me, when I saw when I saw um the, the the replay of it, I mean I have to I have to say hats off to hats off to the officials for for giving that in real time because you know. I had to watch it two or three times but like I say there was there was an angle of it and that there's like a twist of his body that 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 basically line he use obviously using his body to line the ball up to put it where he wants it to slot it in the goal but like I say the part of his body that it hit is the top of his arm so for for me I agree with the officials I think it was um I think it was a handball and therefore you know quite rightly disallowed um but you know i think and i know we're going to get onto the to the mk game and obviously there's another <laughs> massive contentious decision in that one but you know I, you you and i both know that um that this season alone but you know generally we we've been you know we've been on the on the end of some some contentious uh refereeing decisions <clears throat> you know so maybe it's about time we had a bit of luck um, with, with some refereeing decisions. I think I think over the
1: last two matches it's definitely evened out a little bit. I have to be honest with you. I think we've been we've been fairly fortunate. What did you think? Did you think it was ample? It was very very close for me. In real in, obviously I was lis- I was listening to it. I wasn't watching it. So as soon as he as soon as he scored, I thought like you, I thought all oh, the impetus of the game, the way it's been building up I'm not surprised they've equalised. And then when they they announced and they said handball, the way that they were intimating I thought, oh, this is obviously going to be tricky. I managed to then watch it fairly soon after when somebody posted up. I initially thought, no, I thought it wasn't. I thought it hit him more on the shoulder rather than the top of the arm. And therefore, it's right on the line where what is and is not the arm considered to be the arm. Having said that now, like you having watched it back in slow motion, you can definitely see him move his arm to direct the ball into a more advantageous position and and as you rightly said,
0: that is handball. That is exactly it. It's that it's that ever so slight twist of the top the upper part of his body. He twi- you know, he twists it to 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 influence the direction of the ball down to where he wants it. And like I say, if he if he's twisting his body to, to knock the ball down and he and it hits his chest then you'd say it's great attacking play and happy days you know he scored the goal but ultimately whether he whether it was deliberate or not the part of his body that actually makes contact with the ball to put it down you know in front of him where he wants it on his feet is, is is the top of his arm so f- for me it is therefore a handball so like like you say you can, can debate these things to death and obviously as the whole everybody outside of the Wrexham world as I'd say this week, and you know, of of, of accused Wrexham of cheating and the referees of cheating oh and favouring Wrexham. It's all part of the big conspiracy, Jamie, the big Wrexham Hollywood conspiracy. Big brown envelopes everywhere, and uh, yeah, it's a load of load of crap. But yeah, um, you know, you you could look at it and you could argue and say we got away with one. I genuinely think it was the right call, um, and and we you know we stayed ahead and and quite rightly um and then you know again hats off to 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 the team you know managed to, to see the game out um you know like you, like you mentioned Parky made some some substitutions um uh you know seeing james jones go off injured which the news that's come out in the last 24 hours doesn't sound great uh which is not not good for the rest of the season um but obviously great to see see you know um to, to see young back. um, I thought, you know, the, the other kind of little notes I made on individual players were um, uh, cannon. I thought cannon again, I, I thought was outstanding. Superb. Um, I thought, yep. you know, he, yep. he, I really, am, I've been really impressed with cannon because earlier in the season, when he was playing in that defensive midfield rule, or when we've seen him play in the defensive midfield role previously, I, I've always thought he struggled playing that role. He's better further forward and, and I still think that is definitely his best position is further forward. But um this time around when he's been asked to play in it, obviously when George has not been in the team, I, I think he's he's I don't know whether it's just because he needs better form or maybe he's fitter or what, I don't know, but he's he, he's playing that role much better than, than he had has done previously and I think he's you know, he's turning into the sort of player that we thought we were getting. Um, Mendy was another one I made a little note of. I know he only came on for 10-12 minutes or something, but I actually thought he his little cameo he played, um, he, he he sort of remind I think he reminded us sort of how how good of a player he can be. I know he can sometimes be a bit hot and cold, but I think against when he came on against Knox he 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 was impressive defensively, you know, and going forward. And I think again, and I'm skipping ahead to the MK Don's game, but obviously with with James McLean moving inside in that game, you know, it allowed us to have, to have Mendy and then obviously whoever's on the right playing at the same time. So, you know, that, that, that couldn't be something that I think we might see more of as we go forward, particularly if these injuries to, to Jones and Evans are, are sort uh, they're, of, they're bad ones, which is what it sounds like. And then the the last little note I made on, on the game personnel wise was, was, was Moles. I, I feel, um, I feel for him at the minute. I really do feel for him at the minute. I think, you know, his his um, his work rate is unquestionable. You know the amount of effort he puts in, and the amount of you know pressing he does and running around he does is is, is absolutely unquestionable. You know he's getting into some uh, he's getting into some good areas. He's you know he, whilst these chances have been few and far between, and obviously there's been criticism about the team not creating chances for him. You know he has been getting in in good areas and but he he just looks like he's lacking a bit of confidence
1: he's just missing that spark that he had last season and he? he's just missing that last 5% which you know there are, there's been so many there's been so many chances he's had over the last number of matches where i've just looked at it and i have gone mullin last year would have put that away guaranteed you know, so there's something not quite right. Whether it's the level of of League Two is higher, but he's played at this level before. He's played at the level above before and been successful. So I can't imagine it's that. I mean maybe his injury and his recovery is more long lasting than we think it is. I,
0: I think at the minute I, I think at the minute it's 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 a um I think it's at the minute it's a bit of a confidence thing. Um it's, it's it's funny I was I was listening to um went on a walk earlier on and I was listening to, um, uh, it's. I don't know what it's called, This This Is Football, I think it's called, podcast, it's quite a new podcast with Alan Shearer, Micah Richards and Gary Lineker um, and I was listening to that and they were talking in there about, um, in, in one episode, they were talking about, you know, the Man United striker at Hoyland and they, 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 were, they were chatting about him and they were chatting because obviously he, he, he went through a big spell at the, in this season, you know, came in for a huge fee, a lot of focus on him obviously because it's Man United as well um and, and was struggling to score. Um and, and it was interesting listening to the likes of Gary Lineker and Shearer talking about it from a strikers perspective. And they were saying, you know, a lot of the time it's just the most important thing is that there's still that he's that he's still getting in the areas, the right areas at the right times. And yes, okay, things might be going against him and, you know, the the, the ball might not be dropping where you'd want it to and, and chances are not going in. As long as they, he, 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 you know, he keeps getting in that area, and I thought, you know what, it, it kind of resonates a little bit with what's going on with Mullin at the minute. And I think that's the most important thing. I think as long as he's, you know, he's he's still putting in the work, which which he is, like I said before, is unquestionable, and he's still getting in those positions. And I, I firmly believe it it it'll 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 come again. I think he's just going through a bit of a barren barren spell. Um, you know, he's lost probably, lot possibly, lost a bit of confidence because obviously he's not buying goals in like he has done for the last couple of years. I definitely don't think it's a, you know, there's a problem with the fact that it's a, a higher level at Leeds. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't have to say I'm convinced he can score goals at this level because he's proven he can score goals at this level. I think it will come good again, but I just, yeah, I just, you know, it's just calling out a little. You know, I feel, I feel for him at the minute because. You know, if if he was if he was uh, you know, if he if he was lazy or he wasn't running around, you, you could be more critical of him. But it's hard to be critical of him, and I and I genuinely think it'll come back. It'll come good again for him. It's just he's got to keep plugging away at it. But you know, hopefully now, because we've got Marriott, hopefully you know, give him, being able to give Moles a bit of a break um, from time to time as well might hopefully help him. Um, you, you know, because because that's the thing, isn't it? You know, since he's been with us whenever he's been fit he's he's pretty much played all the time and i'm sure he would want to be playing all game every game but you know it's it's a bit it's demanding isn't it and and uh, i think being able to to have a little bit, a bit of a break which he's had in these last couple of midweek games is probably not going to be a bad thing for him but I, i'm sure he'll come good again i just like I, say, I just i feel for him at the minute but um yeah do you know what i like i say it was a, it was a great win um a thoroughly enjoyable game i thought it was it was it was a fascinating game to watch from a from a tactical perspective um and and you know stats don't mean nothing you can look at it and say christ how you know how have Knott's lost after having 70 odd percent possession which i have to be honest those that possession stats did did baffle me a little bit because i genuinely didn't think i thought we had a lot more of the ball in the second half than the stats seemed to suggest so I did Scratch mad a little bit of that one. The
1: only stat that's important is the goals for and the goals against. Those are the only stats that are really important because those are the ones that get you the
0: points. That's absolutely it. But ultimately, it was a, it was a, it was a good, you know, great, great win, and to do the double over knots this year is uh, is even sweeter. So yeah. Whoop
1: whoop, whoop 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 <laughs> whoop. Well, Wrexham took a midweek trip to Stadium MK to take on MK Dons in League Two action. With injuries and the pack schedule, Phil Parkinson made five changes from the win versus Notts County. Luke Young came in for his 250th time in the Wrexham shirt, captaining the side and replacing James Jones, who went off injured on Saturday. Luke Bolton came onto the right wing for Ryan Barnett. Jacob Mendy came onto the left wing. Sam Dolby and Jack Marriott came in up front, replacing Stephen Fletcher and Paul Mullen. Surprising was Elliot Lee moving to the bench, meaning that James McLean moved from the wing into a more central role. MK Dons have had a decent run recently, but they started very jittery, making some very loose passes as they played from the back, which Wrexham tried to pounce upon. Jack Marriott in particular caused huge problems, nearly getting to a loose back pass to the MK Dons keeper to put Wrexham in the lead. Within the first 10 minutes, Marriott grabbed the ball from Harvey and pushed forward on a charge. He hit the ball across the goal, but it was kept out 15 minutes and Marriott again got onto the long ball and ran from the wing into the box. From a tight angle, he volleyed the ball into the side netting. Wrexham were really taking advantage of MK Don's poor passing play. And although the Dons had the majority of the possession, they weren't able to do anything with it and would give the ball away in dangerous positions. 16 minutes and Dolby jumped onto a loose ball and hit a low shot, but this was saved with Wrexham not being able to get onto the rebound. Wrexham needed to take advantage of all these chances, and on 22 minutes, they did just that. Young with the Wrexham corner to the near post, James McLean broke from his defensive cover, met the ball at the near post, and deflected a tight header into the goal. MK Dons nil, Wrexham won. They had the lead, and it should have continued to pile on the pressure and put the game beyond MK Dons. But that lead only lasted four minutes. Kemp managed to take a ball into the Wrexham box and get across Boyle to fire in a tight shot and score. MK Dons won, Wrexham won. MK Dons' first real chance on goal and sloppy play from Wrexham, who would rule the lack of finish in front of goal. The goal gave MK Dons a real boost and they upped their game, almost getting a second in the 29th minute. Gilby hit a low stinger, forcing an important save from a Conquo to keep the scores level. Wrexham managed to soak up 10 minutes of Dons' pressure before getting back into gear. 35 minutes and combination of Dolby and Bolton came together, providing a good chance only for the shot to go well over the bar. 36 minutes and McLean hit a 35-yard screamer which dipped and swerved, just missing the top left corner of the goal. Wrexham were piling it on and Cannon hit a shot from the edge of the box only for an MK Dons defender to deflect it out. Although Wrexham were probing, MK Dons was still dangerous and on 41 minutes, a mistake between McLean and Boyle gave the ball to Gilby in a dangerous area. Luckily, he dragged his shot wide of goal. Harvey then hit a brilliant shot from the edge of the 18-yard box in the first half stoppage time that had forced a conco into a superb tip save to push the curling shot wide. Second half and MK Don started strongly. Wrexham, however, still looked tricky. A run from Marriott created an opening for McLean to shoot from a tight angle into the side netting. 48 minutes and a booking for Will Boyle for a foul which would come back to bite him later in the game. The game was slowly building to a crescendo which Reached a peak on the hour mark. Tomlinson had the ball and hit a low shot at pace. A stopped the ball but fumbled it and it headed towards the goal at a trickle. He scrambled across and stopped the ball from going over the line but then seemed to push the ball into the goal with his leg, with the ball looking as if it had crossed the line. However, the officials ruled the ball hadn't crossed the line and therefore wasn't a goal. MK Dons were incensed and protested while Wrexham counterattacked, forcing the Dons to clear a great chance from Dolby to score. Lewington would not let the disallowed goal go and was red-carded for dissent. MK Dons now down to 10 players. Wrexham now pushed to take advantage of the extra player. On 63 minutes, with Lee, Mullin and Barnett coming on for Mendy, Marriott and Bolton, pushing McLean back to his usual left-ring role. 71 minutes and Oli Palmer came off a Dolby to really pile on the pressure up front. But just as they were getting success with chances on Don's goal, particularly on the right with Barnett running rings around Tomlinson and Harvey, Wrexham were also reduced to 10 players when Boyle was judged to bring down Dennis and earn a second yellow card, sending him off to the changing rooms for the second time in a month. This fragmented the game and took away the impetus from Wrexham's attack. Both sides had chances, but neither could make the chances count. Although Tomlinson nearly managed to grab a winner for MK, forcing a conco into a final save to keep the draw. Wrexham ended the week in third place with 59 points, three points behind Stockport County in first, with a game in hand. Jamie, this was the oddest game, or one of the oddest games for Rexham I've seen in a long while. We should have won it, then we should have lost it, I'm not really sure. I mean, what was your assessment of this game?
0: Well, if nothing else, it gave us something to talk about. Um, <laughs> I'll say. And everybody
1: else, because uh, social media has gone absolutely bananas. Has it? Oh,
0: no, nobody's talking about this. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah it, do you know? Yeah, exactly like you just said. It, it, it was At the end of this game, it, it was ridiculous, because I sat there thinking to myself, we should have won that game, but then I'm, we were lucky to draw it. And that sounds really stupid, but it's right. You know, it 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 is right with the way the game, you know, with the, way, the way the way the game played out. I mean, you know, again, it was it was a fascinating game to watch. You know, for very different reasons to the to the nuts game, but it was a fascinating game to watch. I mean, again, watching it on the the TV, my 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 first thought when I saw um, you know the 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 stadium was, I'm so gutted that the game was moved to a Tuesday night because you know i mean that the stadium looked incredible for you know for, for at any level let alone at league 2 um and and you 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 know i think i said it last week i think what, it was 11000 there or something like that we smashed their attendance record by the way not county with the last one with 8000 yeah well as 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 we as we seem to do wherever we go um but you know i i looked at it i just thought what 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 a wasted opportunity because i think you know we would have taken a lot more if it was uh, It'd have been on a Saturday, but fair, you know, fair play to again to the to the fifteen hundred or so I think it was that that went and it came across again on on the on on the on the um, on the the stream that the you know the Wrexham crowd where you could so all you could hear was the Wrexham crowd. Um, but yeah, it, you know the the team news dropped and and um, I wouldn't say it was necessarily surprising to see the, the 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 changes on the in the lineup. You know, understandable given the. The injuries that we've got, and the uh, and, and the fixtures, you know, the, the sheer number of fixtures that that we've got at the minute. I think Lee was the biggest
1: surprise for me. Lee being on the bench because he's started pretty much every match, isn't he?
0: Yes, but I like like I say, I, I I I wasn't surprised, and in some, you know what, in in some ways, I was actually quite pleased to see that he he was on the bench. Only from the point point of view that I was starting to get to, you know, starting to get a feeling that Parky was. I would not say scared to drop him, but but you know, the, I think it's safe to say Lee hasn't played at his, anywhere near his best for 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 weeks now, and I think giving him a, a break out of the team is is probably not a, not a bad idea. So it, in some ways, it was good to see that it, that you know Parky finally kind of agreed with that sentiment. Um, but I, I know what you're saying. Just there was an element of sort of surprise to it, just purely because he, he generally doesn't seem to 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 drop him, um, but. You know, as we've seen in recent weeks, you know him, him, and Mullen both probably need the benefit of 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 having a break from time to time. And at the end of the day, we've talked about, you know, we talked about the squad depth and the quality of our our squad all season. And and if you're not going to use it when you've got Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday for four weeks on the trot, then then you're never going to use it. Um. Yeah. So you know, like I say, I think it was um, it 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 was understandable um. And you know, the, the 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 as the game started, I think the most noticeable thing in in the first period of the game was was um, was Mk Don's his his, uh, his his approach to to the way they try to build up from the back. How are they in fifth? Is my is my question. How are they in fifth? They were stroke They were stroking the ball across the back line, like as if they were prime Barcelona, except. They're not prime Barcelona, and the amount of times that we nearly caught them out, you know, you you could see, and and I, whether it was just the players, um, you know, whether it was the players spotted it and made the conscious decision on the field, or whether it was something that Parky spotted, and passed the message on, or whether it was something that they were aware that that's how Mk Don's play. But what was quite noticeable was that we, we, we applied and we were pressing a lot higher than what we normally see from a Wrexham team. You know, I think um, like Marriott in particular, you know, really pressing up from, from the front. He was a real bother, wasn't he? He was very, very busy,
1: which was great to see.
0: He he, he was. um, But yeah, I, you could see, like I say, quite, quite early on in the game, Um, I, you know, the, the way that they were, like I say, passing the ball around the back and, and the amount of times that they nearly Gave it away, or or we did get it off them, or whatever. But you know that that was quite interesting to see because, like I say, we don't normally see that from, from from Wrexham teams. Um, but you you know I think MK Dons did pass the ball around um quite well um you know probably not to the levels of of knots that we've seen on the Saturday, but they passed it around quite well. But I thought our our defensive shape was was really good and it frustrated them. Um, you know, and it and it forced them into to hitting long balls, which were just you know hopeless at at the end of the day. Um, so it was quite pleasing from from our perspective to see, you know, our, our we've been guilty of that a little bit at times where we've resorted to long balls, you know, but that's more so because that's a tactic that we seem to deploy rather than 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 a frustration of of um, not being able to pass it through because of the defense that's in front of us. So again, that's more of a compliment to what we were doing rather than 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 them. Um, and then yeah, you know, twenty minutes we, go took the lead. Uh, you know, great to see uh, young back on corners. You know that that uh, you know you can question till the cows come home. You could debate, you know, young young's ability and and you know where he sits in the pecking order and everything else. But I think it's safe to say, you know, he he he's he's he, he's never let anybody down. Um, and 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 one thing that he absolutely does give you is quality on from a dead ball, and and that was, you know, that goal was was well, you know, well and truly off the training ground. And it's great because that's not the first time this season that we've seen, you know, a goal scored from a corner from a training ground routine. There was that Fletcher one earlier in the season where you know they were all lined up on the 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 penalty spot, and then he he peeled away to the back post and was basically left left unmarked and put it in. So, you know, that's 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 great. That must be so satisfying from a from a you know coaching perspective to see stuff that you work hard on during the week coming off in, in a game. But yeah, fair play to to um fair play to, to McLean as well. You know, he, he went and put his head in, you know, where it matters and and steered a you know a, a great a great header in and, and yeah, one you know, one nil which was which was good. Um but unfortunately the, the you know the, the lead didn't last it didn't last too long. Uh, I think it was only sort of five or six minutes after um, MK, gone, Mk Don's scored. Um, it was a good bit of skill on the on the edge of the box, but I thought I thought it was a little bit disappointing to be honest from Boyle to, that he let Kemp run across him like he did. Um, I, I thought you know again for somebody that's that's as you know a, a, like like we, we we said over and over again for a defender that's very much about the kind of hustle and bustle and the the, the blocking. Um, you know, to let him run across him like like he did was was a bit poor. I I I thought, but in fairness to Kemp, it was a great finish. You know, it, it was it was always going to take a good a good finish to beat Arthur. Third goal against us this season for Kemp because he played. He got two for Swindon, didn't he? Got two for Swindon. Yeah, I mean, you know, I can understand why MK Don's called him back because or got him back from his from his loan because uh, you know he's been doing the business for for Swindon and and like I say, it was a uh, it was a good finish. You you can't um. You can't, you know, you can't be anything other than complimentary, and then, you know, that gave them a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a, a bit of a head of steam, <clears throat> and then again, not long after that was that, as you said in your intro, that huge save from Arthur. I mean, <laughs> we kind of, you know, we, we we're running out of praise to heap on the lad, um, and in, in in some ways, uh, you know, as much as, you know, in some ways, it's almost. I wish he could have some quiet games. Uh, you know, and, and where he doesn't have to make these saves because if anything, all it's doing is going to be highlighting his ability even more. Yeah. Um yeah. I mean that that save, which I think he tipped it onto the post, didn't he? Yes. It, it's full stretch. Full stretch. The athleticism, the speed in which he moves his feet. Um, it, it it was just. I mean, you know, it seems every game now. Yes, there are there are there are elements of his game that he needs to improve, and I'm sure he he knows that. You know. Like I've said before, I think is his his the way he verbalizes, you know, is and commands his position to to his defense. I think he needs to improve on. <clears throat> I think is 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 you know is is um is kind of handling his handling of the ball from from certain scenarios, and obviously what happened later in this game is is an example probably needs a bit of improvement. But the 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 twenty two years of age, and and what you can see there is is he is a phenomenal goalkeeper and we see it you know week in week out we're seeing him pulling off saves that we've not seen Rexham keeper Wrexham keeper be able to to, to produce for, for for a long time if if forever you know if ever um you know and that and that save was was right up there as what with one of his best that he's made in a Wrexham shirt so far um you know kept us in the game at that point um and then you know we, we you know we, ca- we carried on you know we carried on though to to be fair um you know, trying to to break up their play and move forward, and uh, you know, McLean had a had a, a a big effort. Um, I think it was about thirty five, thirty six minutes. He had a fantastic shot from outside the box. Um, it was a hell of a hit. It, you know, and and it wasn't far off the target at all. Um, yeah. you what know, well, it was very very close. It was a lot closer when I saw it back. It was a lot closer than i than I thought it was when I saw it first first time round. Um, and then just before the end of the the um uh just before the end of the uh first half again that man again Arthur with with another unbelievable save. Um you know it was an absolute thunderbolt of a of a strike um and he and he produced another you can only call world class save. Um, you know, he just racking him up. Um and then into the second half, you know, again I we started the second half well again, which was which was great. Maybe not quite as as, as good as we did against Knott, but but it's good to see us you know coming out and 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 trying to take these games by the scruff of the neck um to, to to be fair and uh you know it's what it's what you want to say i think we've seen a lot of rex in this this season sitting off and and sitting back and and i think you know we've got the quality we've got the ability in 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 the squad in the team whoever's playing to be able to attack and and make you know, make teams beat us rather than sitting off them. So it's it's good to see that we're coming out and doing that a bit more. Um, big big chance then for, for for Marriott on 49 minutes. You know, through on goal. I thought he was going to score. I have to be honest. I really did think he was going to do it. You and me both. And I think he, I think he needs a goal. You know, I think I know he's still only a couple of games into his into his Wrexham career, and and you know, he, he, I think in the. I think the the cameo he's he's had off the bench. He's not really had in those games. He's not really had an opportunity to do anything. But in the two games he started, he's had he's he's had a couple of big chances now in both of those games. And you know, um, I I think he he would really benefit from a goal. But I'm I'm generally I'm liking what I'm seeing for him from him. You know, he's he's um he's a pest. He's no
1: Billy Waters. Thankfully, he's not. You know, there is. You know, you said before in the pod. You know, when you watch Billy Waters play, you're never quite sure what kind of a player he is, and he doesn't seem to fit. Marriott fits much better into the system.
0: I think ultimately you can sum that up by he he's he's more of a natural striker, as as is as is Ollie. I think he he's got a very different game to to to, to Palmer because you know just pure, the the pure build of him and the size of him and the way he can 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 manoeuvre himself. Um, it'll be fascinating to see how the rest of the season plays out you know with 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 all the strikers really because you know it's 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 an interesting it's an interesting mix that we've got there to to be honest but yeah that that chance he had he should have scored you know you, you can you can you can see he was unlucky or good save by the keeper which, as much as you want but the bottom line is, is that as a striker and for all of his good work he's there to to put the ball in the back of the net and if you get a chance like that you you, you know it's not it's not unreasonable to expect them to be putting them away so I don't think it's going to be long I think hopefully it's only a matter of time before he, he gets his first goal. Um but then you know then we 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 carried on through that second half and we got to that to that moment. Um <laughs> yeah I mean what a crazy sort of 60 seconds it was. Um obviously the shot you know the shot that started it all was, was a deflected shot wasn't it and and uh, you know when that ball first comes to Arthur he, you, you you do have to say he should be gathering that up really on the first attempt, but obviously, you know, he, he fumbles it. Um, and then as he goes and grabs it, it causes him to slide. Now, you know, you're gonna, I know you're gonna ask me what did I think it was in or not.
1: A number of controversial decisions in this game, Jamie. <laughs> the goal that wasn't should
0: it have been given? Um, <clears throat> look. Ultim, the 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 quick answer is, yes, I think it was a goal. I think it was over the line, right? And again, I I, I kind of tell you, I'll tell you why I think it was over the line. And and like, like I've said a million times, you, you're limited. I think if we were on, if we were in the if we were in the Premier League, well, you know, if we were in the Premier League or VAR anyway, but you know, if we were in the Premier League or in the Championship, or you know, if it was a game that was being covered on Sky or something like that, you'd have you'd have in, probably have angles of it that would make it inconclusive. But would make sorry would make it conclusive. But ultimately, again, we've got limited angles to it. Now, I like lots of other people have. I've watched, uh, I've watched it to death. I've slow moed, you know. I've I've paused it and played it, and paused it and played it. And there's a there's a moment as he slides into the goal where, you, if you if you kind of look where the ball is in in connection to his body as he slides sort of into the goal and then look at where his it's hard to explain old, uh, over audio you know if I, if, I, if i if i if i had a full on big bloody screen here like Carragher does and i could point it and i could show it yeah, I, it would make a bit more sense what i'm trying to say but if you, if you if you follow it through there's a part of it just as he goes into the goal where if you watch where the ball is next basically against his leg and then you watch where his leg goes past the post and therefore past the line that to me suggested that the whole of the ball had gone over the line. So my my personal opinion, and trying to be as fair as, as and as you know, taking off any rose tinted glasses, Wrexham rose tinted glasses that I might have, I have to be fair and say I do probably think it it had gone over the line. And if that would have happened to, if it had been the other way, oh, and have, we would have been incensed. I, I, I'd have been screaming for it to have been given, you know, as a goal. Absolutely. However, what I will say is. Um, I and lots of other people have watched it multiple times. You know, repeatedly watched it. I've slowed it down. I've done all sorts of stuff, and I've I've read, I've I've read, and I've seen all sorts of people talking about, you know, the perception of the ball with angles, and it's and it's great. It's a, there's some great there's some great little t- things out there where you know you you can if you look at the angle of the way the ball of a ball is against the line you can look at it from three or four different angles and it looks in, in completely different positions but what is absolutely unquestionable is the fact that through all of those replays through however many hundreds of thousands of people have watched it and commented on it i don't think anybody can conclusively say 100% without question that ball was absolutely over the line so if we can't do it like that, how on earth is the referee and linesman supposed to give it unquestionably in real time? And
1: that's the reason why at high level now there is goal line technology, because that is supposed to take the,
0: the, the doubt out. If, if The machine says yes or no, and that's the decision. This uh, experience has actually sort of surprised me in the sense of, I, I obviously I know there's no VAR, but I actually genuinely thought we had goal line technology I didn't I you know I thought because it's such a it's a relatively easy technology in this day and age I genuinely thought they used it in the AFL but but obviously they don't I mean like you say that that's the that's that's what you need isn't it but ultimately and and like I say we we're talking about it now It's been debated to death on social media um you know everyone and his dog's given an opinion of it across you know everyone who hates rex and calling us corrupt and everything else and I'm, I'm, and everybody like I say everybody's had an opinion on it but do you know what the, the bottom line is is it doesn't matter no it, it, whether it was or it wasn't it doesn't matter it wasn't given it wasn't given and that's and that's you know the end of it you know um you, you know yes you can talk about it and you can you can like I say you can debate it and everything else but um the bottom line is it wasn't given and, and the game's done now. But it did start thirty minutes of fairly fair madness though, didn't it? That's the thing. It was a catalyst. Well, well, it did. I mean, to be fair, straight from from uh, from that incident, then you know, Rexham then go up the other end of of, of the pitch on the, on a break because I think you know, I dare say, MK Dons were obviously still incensed by by what was going on. Um, and uh, I think it was Marriott again. had a had a chance. You know, he. Um, at a header across across the goal, which was cleared off, pretty much cleared off the line, by um by an MK Don's player, and then put it out for a corner. And then obviously that's when their captain <clears throat> said whatever he said to the referee and gets himself a red card. And obviously, you know, crikey, we we see, um, and in some cases hear, you know, from being at games, we we see and we hear, you know, the player football players do give quite a lot of. Uh, you know, verbal abuse to referees. Um, you know, if you compare it to like rugby union, it's, it's crazy to, you know, to think the amount of, the amount of verbal abuse that, that that's, that's uh, spouted at referees. So whatever he said must've been something pretty, you know, pretty bad. I think he was in his face. I mean, if you look at the, the, the
1: stills and some of the footage, he basically got right up in the referee's face and was yelling at him. And I think that's why basically under the new rules now, that is absolutely something you cannot
0: do. But we do, need to address the elephant in the room with said player with regards to him getting sent off at that point and and talking about swings and roundabouts and decisions going in your favour. I think he was incredibly lucky to still be on the pitch at that point anyway because of that incident with Cannon earlier in the game. He gave him a proper boot or a stamp didn't he let's be honest Well was it it in the first half or was it in the second half? I think it was first half. Yeah I think it was in the first half and again when it happened when it happened on the night, and obviously I'm watching it on the stream. Um, I didn't really, I didn't really uh, p- pick up on it so much. You know, yes, I'd seen it, and I think they maybe showed a replay of it, and I thought it's oh, a bit iffy. It, again, it was only afterwards that I watched it a couple of times, and I tell you what, he he's gotten away with one there because <clears throat> as as obviously he goes into the to the to the clash with with Cannon, and Cannon ends up on the floor. He then goes to to run over him. Now. We, we, you know, we've seen incidents in, the, incidents in the past where players have tried to jump over a player that's on the floor and have accidentally you know, trodden on them or whatever. But with the speed in which uh, he was moving, which was quite slow, and where Cannon was on the pitch and the fact that he had a clear view of him, he absolutely could have jumped over him. So that was, in my opinion, that was an out-and-out out deliberate stamp and should have been a red card. So the, the guy shouldn't have been on the field anyway and and you know the 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 mk dons manager had had the, the the cheek after the game in his in his in his interview to to basically imply that, that there's some sort of a um conspiracy well i'm i'm
1: sorry but i think he's going to be cited for that by the by the fa i think you can't you you can't make remarks about that because basically he was saying out and out corruption of
0: of officials you can't say stuff like that and and it not be picked up you know absolute nonsense and i think if you you know obviously he he's he's incensed and disappointed based on the 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 uh, the the, the, uh, the goal was it a goal wasn't it a goal scenario and okay i, I get that and, and i understand you're going to feel aggrieved like i said if, if it was the other way around i would feel aggrieved as well but you can't go making that you know making as 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 s- subtle or or as uh you know as 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 um you know as 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 non non direct as he tried to be you could it was obvious what he was implying and you can't go saying stuff like that but but ultimately it swings and roundabouts because there was another big incident in that game which was this incident with his his own player basically what appeared to look like a deliberate stamp and therefore should have been sent off so you know these decisions happen in football don't they you know but to suggest any kind of corruption or it was just uh you know you wouldn't expect any anybody from a football club to to publicly say stuff like that but certainly not from your from your manager but yeah it'd be interesting to see whether there's any anything from that but um obviously yeah he, you know he got sent off and then for the next 15 minutes we you know we we battered them to be fair it doesn't you know sometimes it doesn't happen does it you know a, t- a team goes down to 10 then and and it's not always the case where you think, oh, you know, we've got a player advantage now. The team with eleven is gonna is gonna batter the team with ten. It sometimes doesn't work like that, and we've we've proven that this year. You know, on, on a couple of in a couple of games, we've had a player sent off, and um, you, you know, <clears throat> um, we we've we've made it look like we still had eleven people players on the pitch. So it, it's not always as easy, uh, you know, it's not always a bigger as big of an advantage as you think it would be. But in this case, it, it definitely was, and we 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 battered them for the fifteen minutes. After um after he got sent off and it was that whole thing of you know we really need to score now and I I felt a goal was coming I really did think feel a goal was coming but then obviously uh you know our man Boyle uh, goes and, and evens the the numbers um I think like I said when you asked me before I think the bottom line is is it it it, it was a second booking and therefore a sending off. I'm not convinced there was. Uh, I'm not convinced there was an awful lot of contact. I think the striker did. He did a very good job of of going down at the right time. But I think what what massively went against Boyle was was um, was the, the 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 positioning of his body. He, he positioned his body in a very awkward and unnatural position, which made it easy for the defender to 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 go down under. Uh, sorry, the striker to go down under the contact. And as soon as there was contact, and as soon as the striker made it look as genuine as he did, it was an easy decision for the referee. And and you know, uh, I, I yeah, it was it was absolutely a yellow card, and 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 another you know second yellow, and, and off and off he goes.
1: Well, it took it took away any it took away because as you say, we were all over them fifteen minutes. I mean, Barnett in particular was doing he, he was following on from what he did against Notts County. He was absolutely bossing that wing, beating those beating that beating those wingers and and that that, that um the the the, uh, the the left back absolutely running rings around him absolutely running rings around him but of course, of course as soon as boy went off that meant that Barney had to then be pinned back into defense and therefore then he couldn't run forward and it really stopped the impetus for me which was
0: a great shame. yeah no it it, it absolutely did it absolutely did but um you, you know it, it, it is what it is and then like say once that game once the game went back to, to ten v ten, it, it, it sort of picked up. It picked up where it was before, where it was, you know, we were both kind of going at each other, really. Um, I, but then, like going going back to what I said at the start of, of, of this sort of uh, my analysis, in the sense of uh, it was one of those games where I I came out of it thinking <clears throat> I feel like we've dropped two points. We should have won it, but we're all, at the same time we're also lucky to come away with it with a point and i think that was epitomized by you know that that last gasp, last gasp effort that they had you know right i was right at the death 97th minute um you know we, were, we opened up way too easy and you know it, it was down to arthur to, to to come to the to the rescue again with with another big save um and and you know when he got when he got through on goal i'm watching it thinking oh my god i can't believe we're going to lose this and and they say it a massive save just before that Palmer was brought down in the
1: box from a Barney cross I mean did you think that was a penalty because some people were saying that should have been a penalty
0: yeah again I've seen I've seen quite a lot of Wrexham fans um, suggest or give opinion that they think that that was a penalty Um, do you know what I I can I can see I can see arguments from both perspectives Um, for me, I, I find it quite difficult to give an honest um an honest opinion on it because again, I just don't I haven't seen an angle of it that that's conclusive for me. It looked to be a bit six or one half dozen of the other. But we've seen very much seen them them given. I mean, if you think if you think back to if you think <clears throat> excuse me, if you think back to um the penalty we got, um Get against us, um, and uh, um, against Bradford, um. You know, Hayden with uh, fouling Cook a couple of weeks ago. You know, you, you you look at that and you think to yourself. You know, there was as much contact there, but for like I say, from the angle I saw of it, and and it's not the best. You know, it's not, not the best. It's not multiple angles. It did look a bit six or one half, doesn't it? Or the other, but they've been. I can, I can. yeah. I can. I can see. I can see why people would think it was a penalty. Um, so you could you could argue you know we've 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 been unfortunate there as well but um but yeah uh, you know Arthur was called cool to make that big save at the end and and you know in the end it was a shared shared points I the more I thought about it after the game I, I and I think about the chances that we had in the game I do think I do think we were lucky not to to, to get the win um, but if you'd have, if you'd have offered me four points. From the Knott's County and MK Dong's game before the games, I'd have probably snapped your hand off at of that. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll gladly take the point and and on, on, on we go. But I think the kind of the final bit for me of, of summary of that game was it was our best away performance of the season. Um, you know, by by some way, um, we were just unfortunately we were just a bit wasteful with with some of our chances. You know, we did create some good chances, but we we're just a bit wasteful. And then from a player's perspective, again, I thought Cannon was was brilliant. Um, I thought McLean was very good. Really interesting to see him, obviously play most of that game in a central role, um, which was you know like I mentioned before, it's good because it means that obviously we we can then bring Mendy in into his natural position on the left, and given the problems that we seem to now have in the centre midfield with injuries. Um, that might be a useful tool for us to to have up our sleeve is being able to use McLean in there if we need to, mm. um, and and then you know the 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 last player to to give a mention to Luke Luke Young was outstanding. Um, no, you know, look, we we've talked about Luke Young and we uh, at length, at, and and as much as I think, regardless of what happens between now and the end of the season, you know, I do think it'll be a, it'll be a, um, it'll be a at the the kind of the end for him in the summer um i you know what he proved against mk dons is just kind of putting a rubber stamp on what we've we've said a a couple of times what a lot of people have said which is you know despite what he's been through and he's had a tough time of it this particularly this season you know he's been out he's been out of the squad a lot of the time he's not even made the bench you know and as the captain that must hurt but Anytime time he has been called upon, he's been there and he's been, you know, he's, he's been there to play his part. And now he obviously is being, being called upon a little bit more because of the injuries, et cetera, et cetera. And he, he came in against MK Dons and, you know, he he played incredibly well. You know, he made some really crucial tackles. He, he Like I said before, he's he's very, very good from set pieces. You know, offers you a threat from corners and free kicks. Um and you know, and, and gives us something a little bit different in there to what you know, what what we've not, you know, we, something a bit different to what we have got elsewhere. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really I'm glad for him that he's, you know, maybe it's it's unfortunate that he's that he's maybe getting an opportunity at the expense of others others injuries. But I'm glad for him. and pleased for him that he he potentially now is going to get a bit more. A bit closer to the first team for this run in, and and hopefully can can help us get over you know get over the line. And I think that would be a you know a, a kind of it's a if his if his Wrexham career is going to come to an end at the end of the season, it'll be a fitting end. The fact that he's been you know he's he's actually been at the forefront of it rather than just being a a name squad member that never gets anywhere near it. But no, I thought he was uh, I thought he was brilliant against MK Dons and and. You know that de- de- deserves, deserves to be uh t- to be back in 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 in, in, the, in the game again
1: if he does uh if he does move on in the summer league two still or or is it national league for him do you think because he's on, on the day we're recording this it's his birthday so Penrith apples Luke I think he's 31 today so congratulations so he's obviously he's not a spring chicken so it, can he can he cope uh, for uh, regular league two or do you think he needs to drop down to national league?
0: Oh, I'm 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 pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he could still do a job at League Two level. Um, you know whether 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 he is uh whether his ability is you know top end of League Two. I I I don't know because like like, like I say, and as much as people, um, as much as people are hugely positive and complimentary, or the majority of people are hugely hugely positive and complimentary towards Luke Young, um. You 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 have to be honest and say that if if all of our squad were fit, would he be anywhere near? Um, what would he be anywhere near the starting lineup? For me personally, I he wouldn't, and would he be on the bench? I'm not sure, you know. And that and that's, it that sounds like I'm being really critical of him, and I'm and I'm not because I think, like I said, like I said, he is a, he is a great player and he is a fantastic professional, but I just think we we have better when everybody's fit and available um and and I think he's he's too good of a he's too good of a player and he's too good of a professional and too good of a personality to be sitting in the wilderness not even getting on a bench which is why I'd rather see him getting first your regular first team football if he can get that elsewhere um because I I I think like I said I don't I don't see his ability being anything anything more than than than, than league 2 so uh, yeah I I I would still see him you know, in a in a in a League Two team somewhere.
1: And to be sure, to be sure, with the greatest comeback since Michael Barrymore, and just as dubious, <laughs> live from Dublin, <laughs> it's Daz. Hello,
2: mate. I, hello, guys. I couldn't miss out for too long. That's that's the that's the truth. How are we, guys?
1: We've already played your intro, saying that you're not here and you're sorry to miss us. So that's great. I don't have to worry about that anymore.
0: And we've given you a new nickname. You are now forever known as Part Time Daz. I I can take that. I can take that.
1: Um, I'm going to ask you a question, because obviously we've just talked about, um, which you missed because you're part-time, yeah. we just talked about the uh, MK Dons game and the uh, Notts County game, but I want to ask you a more general question. Wrexham had 18 shots on goal on Tuesday with Marriott, Dolby, Mullen and Palmer all being on the field at one point. Only one goal. Add to that, Lee not being as effective as as, as of the beginning of the season. I mean, is Wrexham's lack of finishing going to start becoming a serious problem, do you think?
2: Uh, no, no, I, I think, I think they've proven themselves to be able to s- score plenty of goals over the seasons. That, that you can have these patches of, uh, you know, th- these moments where the goals aren't going in. I, I think, I think Jamie's point from a week ago was that when Lee ticks, the team ticks, and so that's perhaps where where the focus needs to be. Which is what what's happening there? Are people singling him out for for marking him out and making sure that he can't be influential and therefore Wrexham don't get the um the freedom that they that they perhaps had before uh, but but you know I'm sure there are other players in the team where the focus can come through and and I think they just need to work out what that is but in terms of firepower up front no no I I yeah you you, you have these patches you you have to accept that you know that the um that, that that goal goal scorers go ha- you know have these runs but it's just regrettable that these all of them seem to be having it at the same time um but i, th- I think lee i think you know the middle of the park is where where the, the focus needs to be and i and i think if if they're marking out lee completely and not letting him being as influential who else is on the pitch that's you know open and available to make that difference and somebody else needs to step up <laughs>
1: well now on the eat more chips podcast it's time for today's newspaper tomorrow's chip paper where we look at the news this week around Cymru and Wrexham football first up the phase two fixtures for the 2023-24 Gennaro Adran premier season have been confirmed phase two will begin on Sunday the 10th of March with second place Swansea City welcoming third place Wrexham to South Wales in a reflection of the opening game of the season Wrexham women will be hoping to test Cardiff City and Swansea City above them, making up the eight points difference to the league leaders. The Wrexham phase two fixtures are Sunday the 10th of March, Swansea City versus Wrexham. Sunday the 17th of March, Wrexham versus Cardiff City. Sunday the 24th of March, Wrexham versus Swansea City. Wednesday the 27th of March, Aberystwyth Town versus Wrexham. Sunday the 31st of March, Wrexham versus Aberystwyth Town. And Sunday the 7th of April, Cardiff City versus Wrexham. Wrexham will also have a warm-up game versus Stourbridge on Sunday the 25th of February at The Rock. All those kick-offs apart from the Wednesday are at 2 p.m. Wednesday will be 7.45 p.m. Daz, some interesting fixtures for Wrexham opening at Swansea. Back-to-back games in five days versus Aberystwyth Town and a final game versus Cardiff City, which some might say, ooh, that might be a title decider, although I think you'd have to be fairly optimistic to think that. There are no easy games at this point. Any games that stick out for you? Uh,
2: I think I think the the bit that you've pointed out, which is the Aberystwyth, you know, 24th and the 27th, two games back-to-back. I mean, um, uh, no, sorry, 27th and 31st. You know, that's, that's pretty... Harsh on Aberystwyth, if I'm going to say, to be honest, yeah. Um, yeah. Because you know, once whatever they've learned from from the Sunday game, suddenly they've got to um, uh, from the Wednesday game. Suddenly they've got to sort of identify um, uh, how to um, counteract that on the on on the following Sunday. And
1: they're still in the Adrian Trophy thanks to their win midweek, so they're still they're in the semi-finals of that now. So that's something else for me to think about as well isn't it
2: yeah and i appreciate Wrexham have had their cup games and 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 that's that's take, you know that's something that every team when you want to try and be successful you've got to be winning your your cup games and your league games um I mean, I, I've said this before, obviously are just going to be really happy that, that they're in this top phase now. And it doesn't matter what the results that Abras get are they're, they're in it for, you know, they are the also and they're going to have a good time playing against the top three best teams in the league, which Wrexham is part of that trilogy, you know, and, um, and um, yeah, I, I think Wrexham, it's a, it, it's a good opener. I think for them, Swansea away, I think, I think um, Swansea have found a bit of a form. So, um, be some form so i think it'll be a good test nobody necessarily going to expect wrexham to win um you know by default because swansea are supposedly the, the, the slightly ranked better ranked team and it's at swansea so i think uh wrexham can literally um go for it um and and hopefully they'll they'll get that the results that they want from it um second game up though entertaining cardiff city at the Rock, that's gonna be that's gonna be the big test. I think that's gonna be the big test to see where you know we've we've learned a lot about this season already about Cardiff City's dominance, but they're they're not bulletproof as 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 at first appeared from based on you know the unbeaten season of last year and the cracking season they've had so far. But Swansea have shown that they are they are beatable and and even the likes of Pontypridd in the past you know pushed them so i think i think that's going to be your biggest test is that second game because um finishing the run on uh, on a, an away game to cardiff um i think i think whatever Wrexham's um uh position is going to be in the league i think it'll already be decided by that game because i don't think you can rely on a on a cardiff city you know playing in cardiff against cardiff city um to to make you know whatever that is against Swansea or you know Pip Haberstuth, because Abrahams will come through and be the dark horse and get second place because that's obviously what's going to happen. Um, so yeah, no, I think I think uh, it's it's the first the first game freebie, second game big test. I think.
1: I mean, Jamie, as Daz rightly says, you know, three games there, two at home, one away, but you've got Swansea Cardiff Swansea. I mean, how important will it be for Wrexham to get off to that good start?
0: Um, yeah i mean it's it's it, it is going to be it, it, i think because the games are uh you know it's it's only um it's only the the same three opponents uh and the games flicking back into in quite a short succession it's i think it is going to be quite important to to get off to a good start um it, it, it it's it, it's like we said a couple of weeks ago though i think ultimately Anything from here now is a bonus, isn't it? I think you know, getting to this stage will already, you know, for for me, will already make this season or or this season would already be considered successful. Um, I think you know they've all, can almost go into this sort of um, phase now with with a with a nothing to lose attitude. Um, but I, yeah, you know, I expect them to come out of the blocks in those in those first games uh, quickly because I think if they get off to a good start, then it's then it's. You know, it's going to put the pressure on the other teams.
1: Cymru under 19 women lost their first friendly 5 1 versus Scotland. Evie Hughes scoring the goal for Cymru. They have their second friendly versus Scotland on Saturday, 24th of February, kick off at midday. Cymru men have announced a friendly versus Slovakia away on the 9th of June. This will be a warm up game for the UEFA Euros in Germany for Slovakia, who have qualified and are, and are in Group E with Belgium, Romania, and the Playoff B winners. This could become a warm-up for Cymru, however, if they manage to get through their playoff route versus Finland in the semi-final and if they beat them, Poland or Estonia in the final. Captain Aaron Ramsey is set to miss Wales' Euro 2024 playoffs after being ruled out for a month through injury. The Cardiff City midfielder was thought to have sustained a minor calf strain. Cardiff City manager Errol Bullitt has revealed its more severe tendon issue. Ramsey is currently expected
2: to be out for four to six weeks.
1: Daz, let's take them one at a time. Tough start for the under-19s, losing 5-1 to Scotland.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's that's hard. I mean, I, I thought they'd be a little bit closer. Um, I appreciate, you know, it's... Uh, it's it, it wasn't at home or anything like that, was it? Um,
1: yeah, it was. It was a, it Was, a, was at, uh, it? Hang on, which one yes, am I looking it at? Was, I don't know, but oh, it was at... Um,
0: <laughs> what am I reading?
2: Oh, am I reading an old game?
1: Too
0: much Guinness.
2: I
1: know. Too much Guinness.
2: <laughs> I tell you, feeling relaxed, boys. Feeling relaxed. Um...
1: It was, it was, it was at at um, it was at Colliers Park behind closed doors. Oh,
2: I see, I see, I see. Oh, I can't do Um, yeah, no, I mean, I I thought it'd be closer. I I I I I thought this game would be closer. I thought, uh, as much as Scotland a decent side, I thought Wales would be able to. At least compete. Um, so that's that's a little bit disappointing. So um, yeah, a bit of a blow. But um, you got to have these games, and then hopefully regroup and then move on to the next one. But uh, yeah.
1: Well, good uh, good announcement today for Germany taking on Slovakia. I mean, if we manage to get through our playoffs, that's a great game to bring us into the Euros.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think it's good. A good opponent. I mean, I think it's it's clever on Slovakia's point uh you know because they've qualified already they want a decent side to play against as a warm-up um so so booking wales was, was a good move on their part it gives us also the carrot then to want to get through our qualifiers i mean obviously we're we're two games away from that game
1: i'm getting more and more nervous about it as every week goes by
2: yeah i mean finland fair enough but if you know it's the second one against uh Poland or Estonia, but probably, probably, probably Poland. Poland. <laughs> um, and, uh, and uh, I, but I do think that's the tough one for me. If, you know, I think, you know, it, yeah, we've got to win it to get there, but that's the one I, 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 I fear us not getting the result in because they're a good side or at least um, can, uh, capable of matching us. But um, home advantage, all of those things have to go in our favor, but losing Rambo is is um, I have mixed feelings. We've had this conversation before, have boys we, it's, it's It's like, you know, actually him being injured makes a decision for us.
1: It solves a lot of problems, although it would have been... I mean, again, let's not forget, though. Yes, he's out for these two playoffs, and that's bad. Solves the problem, though, of the issue of who do you put in midfield, because obviously you'd have to then try and fit him into an existing format. But if we do manage to get through that, he can then be available for the Euro.
2: But I've been watching, um, as I think a lot of Welsh fans have been recently, I've been watching Leeds um, quite a lot recently.
1: Or or Wales Reserves. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
2: (laughs) Um, And uh, as much as they're dirty Leeds, dirty Leeds, you know, they're actually playing some really good football at the moment. And... A quartet of of Welsh players in the team has made a huge difference. But I've been watching the way that they've been using Ampadu as a centre-half alongside Rodon. Um, And in the number of games, I can't remember how many it is now, five or six, um, they've only conceded one goal, Um, which is fantastic for Leeds, fantastic to prove that Rodon and Ampadu is a a good uh, combo. But we want Ampadu in the middle. We want Ampadu in the middle of midfield alongside JJ. so, but, do, but then knowing there's a good centre half sort of partnership that plays week in, week out at a club side, do you put him back into defence and sort of shore that up? It's a dilemma that <laughs> I'm glad I'm not Paige, um, but then there are a lot of people wish it wasn't Paige, but I just think he's got a decision to make, really. How, how do you best use Ampadu, who is a class act, Plenty of years yet to go on the clock for him, um, but I, I, you know, the temptation is if you've got a pairing that plays week in week out in the middle, then that that makes a lot of oh, sense. You would, sure, you should, you, you should. You should yeah, but you then, who 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 would you put in midfield now that Rambo's obviously ruled out for these qualifiers? Uh, for, yeah, for the playoffs. Um, who who do you put instead of Ampadu then? Alongside JJ, who's been phenomenal, um, that is actually quite a tricky. Now, if if um, Morel is back, then then he he perhaps deserves his place back in the team. He's certainly uh, you know shown shown capable of you know it's weird that we've come almost dismissing him recently because the jj Ampadu partnership has been so successful um so i i hope they can all stay fit in that sense because yeah we, we losing Ram, uh, rambo is massive put him in the camp though give him that um ambassadorial role get you know the experience on the on the bench but Hopefully, then he can make a difference when we get to the championships. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a tough call. But then that's why the managers get when bit. when we get when
1: I was about to say when you definitely had too much Guinness when we get yeah. to the well not if fantastic
2: yeah I, I am know. I am about four in so. Um... <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wrexham AFC's under 18 side Returned to winning ways on the road In the EFL Youth Alliance Northwest As they claimed a dominant 3-0 victory Over Old Athletic Goals from Callum Edwards, Anthony Connolly And Mikey Heyman Gave the Red Dragons a vital 3 points With last weekend's game against Blackpool Having been postponed due to a waterlogged pitch Wrexham are currently 5th in the league 13 points behind league leaders Preston North End But with 3 games in hand Arthur Okonkwo's nationality switch from England to Nigeria has been approved by FIFA, and so Arthur is eligible to be selected for the Nigerian squad. Okonkwo has appeared in an England shirt at youth level under 16s, 17s and 18s, but qualifies for Nigerian selection through his family ancestry. And Wrexham AFC have announced that the temporary cop is going to be sponsored by Four Walls Irish American Whiskey. The whisky brand, owned by Rob McElhenney, Glenn Howerton and Charlie Day, have sponsored the stand, known now as the Four Walls Fourth Wall Temporary Cop Stand, until it's removed to begin building its permanent replacement. Jamie will take these one at a time. First of all, Wrexham Academy is going on in the background. Good win for the under-18s. Callum Edwards scoring again. I mean, he's knocking in a fair few.
0: Yeah, it's I mean it's 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 good isn't it I mean obviously we've, we've spoken um, you know we've spoken at length and and, and the, as the, the, the you know we well know the club is looking to get the you know to, to, to get um you know an academy going again and, and things like that which which is great because we need to start seeing you know we, we want to start seeing um you know lo- local talent being able to to, to to be able to play for for, for Wrexham again um but you know the, the 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 youth teams that we've got at the minute, it's nice you know it's good that we we are we we have some players that are you know making a making a mark at these you know and at these levels <clears throat> um because you know unfortunately the nature of, of, of football isn't it is that an awful lot of youngsters sort of get to a certain point but only a very small percentage of them can actually make it you know make it to the to to as a pros as pros but if if there's if there's an odd you know an odd Real diamond in there somewhere, then um, you know, then then happy days because it's 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 the future, isn't it? You know, it's as much as we talk now about Lees and Mullins and you know people like that. If we've got um, if we've got you know a, a superstar in the making somewhere down in those youth levels, um, then then it's great for the future. But yeah, doing a doing a cracking job.
1: Arthur set to become an international player for the Super Eagles. I mean, don't forget we we love the Gambia. We love the Gambia. We can't have we two African Gambia.
2: clubs,
0: surely? We? Uh, well, countries. Uh, I
1: don't know. I mean, it's it's great for him, isn't it? To I mean, particularly if he can get called up for Nigeria, the Nigerian national squad. Yes,
0: I mean, um, you have to, yeah. First and foremost, you have to say it's it's potentially good for him because I think, um, I think he he he's got huge potential, and obviously we don't know where he's going to end up at what level he's going to end up. But I think you'd have to say he's got more chance of of playing internationally for Nigeria than he than he has for England. You know, which is probably why he's made made the call himself, or made the made the decision to 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 do this. Um, and with the trajectory he seems to be on, and um, you know what what we're witnessing from him, you know, he's got every, he's got the potential to become an international goalkeeper without question. You know, obviously there is a a little selfish part of me that, uh, you know, that 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 thinks, um, it, you know, if he stays with us, it, it, is it potentially going to Bite us in the bum at times you know because obviously I know that a lot of the african teams play their games at weird times of our season don't they um but look I that's that's, that's completely irrelevant uh, you know it's c- congratulations to him i guess because if it means that he can get you know international caps on his on his cv then then that's that'll be great for him won't it
1: and the cup has a new name now the announcement video is really funny but a great idea from four walls Whiskey.
0: yeah the the the, the like you say the announcement video was was as is always the case, whenever Rob or Ryan or both of them produce any kind of of, of you know promotional or marketing videos or, or social media posts, they're always genius. And 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 it was this one was was another one. Um, yeah, it's it's good. I mean, you know, they they, you know, whether whether any actual money has has changed hands as officially sponsors, I I don't know. But you know, it's it makes sense um it makes sense you know they're, they're you know they're really trying to push this this whiskey brand that they've launched aren't they and um you know it's 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 quirky isn't it and and i think uh you know having a name on there for as long as the stand is there then, then why not well daz you're
1: a you're our whiskey connoisseur <laughs> i mean if i if i get a, if i get a bit, of the, a, a bit of the a bit of the a bit of the a bit of brown as they as they say fancy a nip
2: uh I mean, a bit of brown, <laughs> that doesn't sound inviting at all. But That
0: sounds terrible. It does. That's if I get got, a that's bit that's brown, you do you say? fancy that's a the, nip? that. That's that's the
1: slogan they say. A, a, bet- a better brown is what they say.
2: A better brown does sound slightly better than whatever you said, because I'm not <laughs> sure what I was. No, I think I think it's not really on my on my whiskey radar. Uh, no offense to all involved, but uh, you know, if it was there in front of me, I'd drink it. But I I was going to pick up on Jamie's quest you know, query of whether or not you think money has actually passed. And I think there must be some sort of an agreement, but uh, I I. I i'd like i like the idea of tying it in that the fact that it's temporary so this is a temporary name because obviously joey jones has got his uh his uh name all over that surely we we still i still think your idea of the joey jones stand um makes much much more sense
1: We'll fire up the vats and get the oil up to temperature. It's time once again to turn the sign to open on the chip shop. Daz is spud bashing and Jamie is pud bashing. Not really in his job description, but at least it keeps him quiet. So first into the fryer this week, it's Gillingham. The last time Wrexham played the Gills was in November, where Wrexham won 2-0. Playing an impressive game, goals from Palmer and Tozer took the points. Wrexham visit the Priestfield Stadium to take on Gillingham in the return fixture. Since they last met, Gillingham have been doing okay and are currently in 8th place with 14 wins, 6 draws and 13 losses, a goal difference of minus 8 and 48 points, 11 points behind Wrexham. Still managed by Stephen Clements, son of ex-England goalkeeper Ray Clements. Their last five league results, a 1-1 draw at home to Walsall, a 3-1 win away at Notts County, a 2 all draw at home to Swindon Town, a 1-0 loss away at Newport County, and a 0-0 draw at home to Stockport County. And the chips are done. Jamie, seven points from the last nine with two away games under the belt, but James Jones and George Evans set to be out with longer term injuries. Still no Tom O'Connor. Will Boyle suspended. Hayden and Turner Cliff blowing hot and cold. Strikers stuttering to score goals. Can you see much difference to the Sutton-MK-Dons game for this one?
0: I was quite optimistic until you just put it like Much that. Much difference <laughs> apart from half the team yeah. by the sounds of things. <laughs> Christ almighty, yeah. um, uh, I'm just gonna go put my head in the oven. Um, um, I got a mini bar here if you want to put it in that instead. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, to, to be honest, I mean, like like you said, um, you know, seven seven points from, from the last nine is, is probably you know I think we were all we we we've, we've said, haven't we? February was going to be such a pivotal month, and and I think with all these away games as well, and obviously we we've, we've you know we're, we're we're still only in the middle of it. You know, let's let let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, but I, I, you you have to be um, you know you have to be kind of uh, enthused a little bit by by what they've done in the last couple of games. You know, beating Knots was, you know, obviously well beating Sutton. If you go back one before that, beating Sutton was was okay, scrappy, but it was it was an important win on the road. And then beating Knots at home was a big win. You know, and then getting the point um, from from the MK Dons game, but playing, like I said before, playing in my opinion the best we've seen us play away. Um, but we are back in that same scenario as as I've said every time we we review or we we, we preview a, an away game. You know, every, every everywhere we go. Everybody raises their game. You know, it's another sellout. They've they've sold out again. I saw today, which is the first time they've done that for for a long time. Um, you know, and inevitably, regardless of what's going on, you know, league positions or form or anything like that, you 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 just know that that they're going to be they're going to raise their game. Um, the question is, you know, how how can we how can we uh, counteract it? Um, but I suppose. It, it, it's it's they just it's just a hard you know these these are hard to to predict aren't they I mean you've called out a couple of key things there which is which is definitely going to go against us you know the the news that the injuries to both George Evans and James Jones look to be serious that just come out today is is not good news at all um you know I I I think but well both are huge losses George Evans in particular I just think. I think he gives the team so much to, to to be without him is, is a real loss. And then to be without, you know, probably his replacement in James Jones as well is, is, is a big one. However, you know, trying to glass half full and all that jazz, um, you know, what we, we, proud. Saw, so proud. we saw, <laughs> we, we, we saw, uh, we saw this week, didn't we, against MK Dons, you know, Parky again, utilizing that squad and, and, we saw McLean move into the to, to a central role, um, which which is a good option. But you know, we we have still got the, the the depth, we've still got the squad, you know, we've got Young, we've got obviously Lee, you know, is this a t- is, is this now the moment for, you know, Luke Young and Jordan Davis, for example, to to really show that they've still got uh, something to, you know, part to play in this story. Um, but you know the the we're we're well used to these kind of hurdles now, aren't we? And 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 we'll have to see how we uh how how we uh, uh adopt it. The problem that I've got at the minute with with Wrexham away from home is, despite the fact that you know, um, we've had a, the last couple of results have been decent. Um, you you still don't know what you're gonna get, dear, and that's 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 the concern. That's the worry. Um. And I, I have always suspected this game is going to be a, a, a tough one and a banana skin one, to be honest with you. But yeah,
1: does Wrexham seem to now be in first gear after their blip of four straight defeats? I mean, can you see Wrexham coming through with an away win here?
2: I think I do. I think I do. I think um, th- the last three results, like Jamie said, it, it, it's been significant. I think that's that was uh, has all the earmarks of of Stedinger's ship, and uh, but. Gillingham have only lost one in the last five. Uh lots of draws though. I think they've shown themselves to be um challenging. You know, they've got they I think uh, there's been a couple of draws, like Stockport being one of them. Uh, you know, so they're they're not they've not uh been I think I think they've shown why they're at the top half of the table where they are now and pushing for the playoff places. Um but if Wrexham have turned the corner and have steadied that ship, and, you know, then then hopefully, hopefully, um, it, I, I do see a, a Wrexham w- a win, even though it's away from home. I do
0: see it being a win.
1: So time for the salt, vinegar and sauce cork. Jamie, what's your score predictions
0: for Gillingham versus Wrexham? Oh, um, you see, now, 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 uh Arthur O'Malley over there has just said he thinks it's going to be a Rex and Win. Um that's confused me that because I genuinely didn't think he'd go for Rex and Win. Um or have I? <laughs> <laughs> Let the mind games begin. Okay, this 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 is where I'm at with it, right? All all week, all week I've been thinking for this one a 1-1 draw. I don't think we'll lose, but I'm not sure that that I've not been sure that we'll win. <clears throat> However, I think right at the last moment and just purely based on the last two away performances, I'm going to, I'm going to change it. And I'm going to, uh, 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 unlike you last week with your not prediction, I'm going to keep faith with, with, with the lads. And I'm going to say a Wrexham 2-1 win. Daz, what's your score prediction for
1: Gillingham versus Wrexham?
2: Well, I feel I have, I'm duty bound to stick with what I'd sent you earlier, guys, just because, uh, Nothing's changed apart from four pints of Guinness. So that shouldn't, <laughs> that, that shouldn't change my uh, opinion of the fact that I do think Wrexham are going to do it, uh, but I think it will be narrow. I only think there's one or two goals in it, but I am going to go for the 1 0 win to Wrexham.
1: And I'm predicting Gillingham 2, Wrexham 1. <laughs> <Holy> <laughs> out. Wrexham played very well on Tuesday and were unlucky not to get the win. They are suffering from injuries and potential suspensions, which means defence midfield will be patched up, so I think Wrexham may struggle. Ginium like a home draw. They're very strong at home, and I think they'll have enough just to get the win. So I'm going to get punished for that, I know. I don't care. So let's wrap those chips up to keep them warm. And next into the fryer, it's the Republic of Ireland women. Cymru women travel across the Irish Sea to the Tallaght Stadium to take on the Republic of Ireland women in a friendly. Cymru's last match was a well-fought 0-0 draw versus Germany. This followed a disappointing set of results in Nations League A, which saw them get relegated to League B. Republic of Ireland women are currently ranked 24th in the world, with Cymru women ranked 32. The Republic of Ireland women played their first ever international game versus Wales in Llanelli on the 13th of May 1972, where they won 3-2. The last time these two teams met was in February 2022, where the Republic of Ireland won 1-0. In fact, you'd have to go back to 2013, when Cymru last beat the Republic of Ireland, Record goalscorer Helen Ward getting the winner on that night. Managed by Eileen Gleeson in 2023, Republic of Ireland played 15 games, winning seven, drawing two and losing five with one match abandoned. They have won their last six games in Nations League B, Group 1, getting them promotion to League A. Republic of Ireland did reach the 2023 World Cup, drawn in Group B with Australia, Nigeria and Canada, where they came bottom of the group, having lost two and drawn one. Cymru are currently without a full time manager after Gemma Greenage have resigned to join Norway Women's Side as their head coach. So in this game, interim manager John Grey will be in charge. And the chips are done. Does new era for Comberie women against a tough opposition? I and mean, what kind of a game are you expecting?
2: Uh, I think it'll be a tough one. I do think that. I think you've picked out the points that uh, the Republic have had a really good run of of results, but that's because they've been playing in the B League, and that means uh, playing against teams like Albania uh, and Northern Ireland. The they were always expected to beat those kind of teams. And, and so they did, you know, so 3-0 win against Northern Ireland one way, and then 6-1 in Northern Ireland, you know, that's, the, the, you know, the 5-1 against Albania. They are clearly not a B league team. Uh, so they're, they're, they've they made promotion. So that's a really stern test for Cymru. Cymru, you know, could have, could have done better in the, in the league and, and, and stayed in the A leagues. Um, and so obviously we're just kind of passing, you um, so I, I I do think we're of a kind. I think there's, there's similarities. And so we've had a run of bad results because, of course, we've been playing against the likes of Germany and Denmark. So, you know, that's not really a fair indicator, but I think we've seen some decent performances uh, like the one against Germany, um, but then we've seen plenty of not so good performances like against Iceland. So it's, it's really difficult to tell. Now, new management, you're right. Um, um your man john Gray, you know it's it's his audition for the for the for the full-time job and i don't know how how that's going to go down i don't know what his intentions are is he going to go safe put the seniors in um try and uh, but i think if you're going to play a friendly the whole point of a friendly is is learning something yeah experiment absolutely and and i think and i think if he if he doesn't play more of the youth then then he's missing a chance. So he's either thinking so far ahead about his own employment that th- then that's, that's a bit disappointing in its own right. Cause really we need to learn about the, the youth. We need to work out what our new formation, our strategies, what our options are going ahead. Um, I mean, by the time Wales, by the time we play the Republic of course Republic will have played Italy um which obviously is not you know that's not going to be an easy game so they'll have learned something about themselves before then um whereas for Camry, it's it's their first game so so many variables so many things to to factor in um the fact it's actually in you know at the foothills of dublin um you know the home of shamrock rovers i did a little you know because being here i thought i'd do a little you know little check and, and and it's a tiny little stadium um but it's it's very quaint but it's. I can imagine full of Republic of Ireland fans. Eight thousand potential. Um, I, I don't know what their sales are like, but I could see that place being quite, quite the nice ground to play at.
1: I mean, it's live on BBC Wales, isn't it? So those of us not over in the Emerald Isle will be able to watch it, which is great.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I, I, I think, I think, I. Th- you 'd have to, i would imagine that the home advantage would be enough that's where my my head is that's 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 the difference i think
1: jamie with no permanent manager and it being a friendly i mean did Cymru women have anything to lose in this game
0: um no i don't know nothing to lose i don't think um i mean they want to you know as 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 professionals you know at any level whether no matter what game it is you, you know you you want to put you want to give a good representation of yourself um so that you know they won't want to get you know, uh, hammered or anything like that, but I don't. Think, yeah, I don't think they've got anything to, to to lose as such. I mean, um, you you, you know, friendly, difficult one with friendlies, isn't it? Because I mean, you know, it's it's why the 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 uh, the nations league has been quite a good addition because it, it adds a little bit of a little bit of something, doesn't it? Rather than the kind of you know when i say meaningless friendlies i don't you know don't mean it to sound as blunt as it does but that that is the problem with with a, an out and out friendly is it, it it is sometimes difficult to 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 sort of um you know get overly enthused for it as such but um yeah i think uh, i don't think they've got anything to prove as such but i'm sure they'll you know they'll pride more than anything else they will want to put on a good performance
1: daz i'm going to ask the perennial question where come you concerned what's more important performance or result
2: for john gray probably uh result. but for us the viewing fans and i think for the team as a whole i think the performance i think if we play a good game and um, compete match in it at least until you know the final, you know the final stages, uh, being competitive. Then I think that's success for us. So I think that's more important.
1: I mean, hopefully the two will go together. So we'll have a great performance and then get the result as well. But you know that doesn't always happen, does it?
2: No, no, absolutely. But I think that we have got some really exciting talent. And I think if, if we unleash that talent properly, like we've seen, you know, pace on the wings and, and up front, we've got some, you know, potential uh, in-form goal scorers, then if if we, uh, uh, you know, uh, deploy them in the positions that they're strong from the beginning of the game, rather than bringing them on for the last 10 minutes, then you never know. Um, but uh, yes, that's that's what we'll be after.
1: I will be interested to see whether he has addressed our defensive weakness in the box, which absolutely killed us during the Nations League. I mean, are you hoping that that is something that he's definitely looked at?
2: Yeah, I mean, as everyone must know, that us and crosses don't go well, and and you... <laughs>
1: like Dracula. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. <Terrible. laughs> I think I think that the idea that 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 hasn't been addressed, whether or not we've got the 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 skill set within the team to deal with it. I mean, there's plenty of teams out there who have height and strength, uh, in the air. And maybe we just don't have it. Maybe we just don't have that. But I think there's plenty of good players who play, you know, top division football who, um, are used to quality crosses, used to quality corners. Um, and this shouldn't be that much of a leap, um, uh, you know, further for us to be able to do it at an international level. But somehow it's been our Achilles' heel and it's been, you know, it's been what's letting in the goals. We need to find
1: that lost tribe of Amazon women from the Aberystwyth <laughs> area. That will sort it all out.
2: <laughs> well, there are some definitely <laughs> lost tribes in the hills. So, um...
1: <laughs> <laughs> so um time for the salt vinegar and sauce core. Daz, what's your score prediction for Republic of Ireland women
2: versus Cymru women? So, I still, th- I think it'll be a really tough contest. I think it will be tight. I think it will be... Uh, we have all the potential and I'm basing it on if we absolutely use that potential to our advantage. Even with that, I think we're still going to be pipped. So I'm going to go for a Republic one,
0: uh,
2: Cymru nil.
1: Jamie, what's your score prediction for Republic of Ireland women versus Cymru women?
0: what do you say? One nil? Yeah. Uh,
1: to Republic of Ireland. And I'm predicting Republic of Ireland women 2, Cumbria women 1. This is a new dawn for Cumbria, and I think the performance will be good. After how they did against Germany, it can only be that way. But the Republic are in very good form at the moment at home, and I think they will have just enough for them to win. So let's wrap those chips up to keep them warm. And last into the fryer tonight, it's Forest Green Rovers. This is a rescheduled fixture from December last year, which was called off following a waterlogged pitch. Forest Green are the only team so far this season that Wrexham haven't met. Forest Green have had a tumultuous season, to say the least, currently sitting 23rd in the league in the relegation zone, six points from safety with five wins, eight draws, and 19 losses, a goal difference of minus 28 and 23 points. In December 2023, David Horseman, who had only been in charge since July, was sacked, and player Troy Deeney was appointed as new head coach. Following an absolute car crash month, <laughs> where Troy was in charge for only six games and at one point openly criticised his players to the press, he was sacked. An ex Shrewsbury town manager, Steve Cottrell, was appointed. All his results so far, a 1-0 loss at home to Accrington Stanley, a 3-0 draw away at Colchester United, a 4-0 loss at home to Mansfield Town, a 2-1 win away at Barrow, and a 2-0 loss away at Crawley Town. And the chips are done. Jamie, three managers in two months, second from bottom. Wrexham have to win this, don't they? Yeah, I mean...
0: I think this this um this is a very different prospect facing them now versus if we were, if we if we would have played them when we were originally scheduled to. Um I think, you know, with with Steve Cottrell at the helm, I think they, they you know, and at the end of the day beating Barrow recently. That's you know, no mean feat, even though I know Barrow have dropped off a little bit. Um but regardless of that, you know, Forest Green are not a particularly good team they're not a particularly good side the The, the table kind of doesn't lie They have the worst home record in the league I'll just put that out there right now Yeah, and even though it's away from home and obviously we know our away form is, is, is a little bit up and down it, it is absolutely a game that, that we that we need to be winning Um, you, you know, there are some games we, we play away from home where you say yeah, I'd take a draw, I'd be happy with a draw you know, a draw would be a good result but I, I for me uh, it's only a win that that, um, that that would be a good result from from this game, and if we, you know, if we are, if we are serious and we we are wanting to to, to go up this year automatically, um, you know, we absolutely need to be winning games like this. Daz Forest Green, as Jamie said, did manage to beat Barrow
1: uh, away week before last, and that will lift their game at home to Wrexham, and as Jamie's also said. Teams do lift their, their play when they play against Wrexham. I mean, do you think Forrest might have enough to get something out of this to beat to by the beat or draw with the Dragon?
2: I think they're a bacon sandwich short of a of of a, <laughs> of a win. To be honest, um, <laughs> I just don't get them. What's that about? Um, <laughs> uh, I <laughs> I um, I no. I think I think their position in the league. I think is 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 telling and with all the changes in the managers that's you know it's just uh, a mess of in terms of of consistency um, they haven't got this you know the, um, the the results they've had one or two half decent results over, over the of the last few games like you say barrow but there's form there's no, nothing to suggest that that they're They're on the up and, you know, them and Sutton are really, really struggling. So I I think if, like Jamie said, if if Wrexham genuinely want to see themselves as contenders for this league, they're... they're the team. They're the teams you've got to be beating, and you've got to be beating properly. Um, whether or not they will beat them properly and comfortably this time around, I'm, I'm not sure. But but that's that is the level. That's what they should be aiming at. And um, I think Wrexham will be horribly, horribly disappointed if they don't get a decent result against them.
1: So time for the salt vinegar and sauce cork. Jamie, what's your score predictions for Forest Green Rovers versus Wrexham? Three
2: 0 to Wrexham.
1: Guys, what's your score prediction for Forest Green Rovers versus Wrexham?
2: That's interesting. I mean, I've only gone 2-0, so I'm gonna stick with that. I'm gonna stick with my 2-0.
1: What's your prediction? Forest Green
2: 3-1. <laughs> he's
1: part-time, not hard up. Jesus, the at Christ. No, no, no he's, not, talking not you. You. He's, he's talking about you. He's talking really? about you. Oh, going. I see. You, you, you turn, why do you wait for me to why do you wait for me to say? Instead <laughs> of putting in. Thank you. Go and on. I'm predicting Forest Green Rovers nil Wrexham four. I know there's a whole Wrexham pour away form. forest battling to stay up, blah, blah, blah. Wrexham have got to stop f***ing around as points now make a difference. And we should be putting sides like this to the sword. They are vegans and will run out of energy before as they don't eat sausage or chicken nuggets and Wrexham will roll over
2: them. End of story. And you had to go at me and having a go at the non-vegan joke. That's 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 wow. That's... So
1: let's wrap those chips up to keep them warm. And we'll be reviewing all these matches in next week's pod. Oh, thank you. Tate and Lyle dropped the dead lion on their logo for golden syrup, and we dropped the curtain on this week's pod. You've been listening to the Eat More Chips podcast, the official podcast, one of the greatest Welsh supporters flags in the universe. If you have enjoyed listening to us, please support the podcast, like, subscribe, and leave a comment. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. You can also go onto our social media, such as Twitter, at Tweet Threads, search Eat More Chips Podcast, or drop us an email, eatmorechipspodcast, or one word, at gmail.com. Instagram Eat More Chips Podcast and on Facebook search for the Eat More Chips Podcast group. You can leave us a review if the platform you're listening on lets you do so and if you have anything particularly you'd like us to discuss please feel free to drop us a line. In solidarity with the Gold Coast Free the Peach protests in Australia both my colleagues are wearing their skimpiest thongs to show that Bums Out was not cheapening themselves following remarks from Ian Grace, former Gold Coast Volunteer of the Year. Unfortunately, both of them didn't read the press release properly, and so wearing them on their heads for me is quite a disturbing move. So, thank you, Daz. Uh, you're
2: welcome, Slanter.
1: <laughs> no more Guinness for you, mate. I'd go straight into the shorts if I were
2: you. Slanter. Uh,
0: thank you, Jamie. You're welcome, although you really need to stop with this every week because <laughs> where do you get it from? Where, where do you get
2: it from? I didn't know about the Tate and Lyle, so that was informative, but apart from that...
1: I'm like the BBC. Educational, informative, <laughs> entertaining. That's what I'm like. I've been Welsh Techie. I love the fact that no reaction to that whatsoever. He didn't say yes or no or anything.
2: Stunned so, silence.
1: I'll just, I'll just move on. I've been Welsh Techie, and there isn't a man keeny strong enough to keep my oversized peach in check.
2: I mean, there's a ratchet strap or two we can find to help, if that helps. You know.
0: What a horrible thought that is. <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> almighty.
1: <sighs> so until we meet again, come on Cymru and come on the town.